can everyone go to heaven? These are perilous times. You see the famines. You hear of food shortages in certain areas. You hearing of the rumors of wars, right? Everyone is offended. Mother against daughter. Father against son. Cousin against brother and aunties. And you see that everyone is offended in these times. All the scriptures that you heard, you see coming to pass right before your very eyes. The food shortages. Coronavirus numbers climbing. Uncertainty in the White House. Did Trump win and get cheated? Or is Joe Biden president? What's going on? So much uncertainty, right? In these perilous times, one tends to think about the afterlife because there is only one thing that is certain in this world, and you can 100% guarantee this, and that is you and me, we will both die. I've seen hundreds of videos on this topic, but in many circles, this is still a controversial topic, believe it or not especially in those circles that know who we are being us as the children of Israel. God gave me this message. Give some clarity on this topic. Can everyone go to heaven? So first, let's start with some scriptures that says that everyone can go to heaven. The most popular one is John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but should have everlasting life. Also in John 3, 15, it says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have ever, but have eternal life. So there's many, many scriptures that says that everyone can go to heaven. But for some reason, it's a controversy amongst many of us in the community that said that people, can, everyone cannot go to heaven, that only a chosen few, only the elect or only the Israelites can go to heaven. But the Bible goes over and over and over again with more and more scriptures about people, about saying that everyone can go to heaven. Another very controversial scripture is Galatians 3, 28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave, nor free, neither nor, nor their male, nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And I heard some, have heard some weird controversies also and some weird breakdowns of that scripture. And the funny part, it is completely obvious, even if you go read the book of Enoch, but most importantly, Jesus even says himself that when you get to heaven, we would be like the angels. So there is not going to be in heaven. I'm black. You white. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you gang banging in heaven. That's not going to happen. That doesn't even make any sense. That's ridiculous. How is we going to be gang banging in heaven? There's still going to be, there's going to be, there's going to be not, uh, uh, every tear wiped away from your eyes, right? You're going to be happy. You're going to be free. Everyone's going to be living well. You're not going to be, oh, let me, let me put my foot on this fool because of what he did to me. No, that's prophecy. That's going to happen in this life before, remember God said in Zephaniah 3, uh, 19, I'm going to um, restore your fortunes before your very eyes. So that's going to happen to us in this life. See, the problem with these controversies is a lot of times we mix prophecy and salvation, prophecy and eternal life. Eternal life and salvation are different than prophecy. So the uh, prophecies of Isaiah and Zephaniah and Joel, when God says he comes back to uh, free his people, a people that are oppressed, the people that are under the curses. That's God's prophecy. That's actually going to happen. That's going to be a timeline prophecy is what's going to happen. Just like in Deuteronomy 28, 68, when God said we would go into uh, uh, slavery on slave ships, where we would go into captivity, I'm sorry, on slave ships. So that's prophecy. And then salvation is when he says that God so loved the world that he uh, sent his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have ever 
everlasting life, meaning eternal life. So this is, I hope y'all got those two things um, real quick, uh, you know, together. There's another scripture in Ezekiel when God says that, no, I'm sorry, uh, Romans 11 and 11. Um, I say then, have they stumbled? Should they, uh, so that's, have they fumbled that, uh, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is coming to the Gentiles for provoke them to jealousy. So what this is, what this scripture, Romans 11 and 11 is talking about is that the Israelites who God first brought this, uh, the salvation, who brought the laws and the commandments to us, he, he, he spoke them to us first. Is even salvation first comes to the Jew, then the Gentile, right? But there were other people there with us, but we were the nation he chose to bring the salvation to the world, right? We were the nation he chose to bring the laws to the world, his goodness to the world. That's why I, I brought it up in Genesis 22 and 17. And through your offspring, listen, all nations of the earth will be blessed. So through us, all nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, how would they be blessed? Right? What are they going to be blessed with? Right? <laughs> that's that's crazy to me that people, you know, what's a blessing? You you only be blessed if you can live forever because one thing's for sure, you're going to die. So all nations on the earth will be blessed because of us because all nations on the earth because of us will have the opportunity of eternal life to live forever, right? Because you have obeyed my word. You have obeyed my laws. Talking to Abraham, right? Let's jump back down, Romans 11 uh, and 12. Now, if their fall of their uh, of, the, of them be the riches of the world and the diminution of them be the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? So we, once we received the laws, we broke the laws. Once we, we had a prosperous nation. Remember, God said, you follow my laws and commandments, you have a prosperous nation. So the whole world starts seeing, wow, look at them. Look how great they are for listening to God and following God and obeying his voice. We should do the same thing. That's why he said, God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles. How would they have ever found out about this great good God if we had never failed? If we had never, come on somebody, y'all don't hear what I'm saying, transgressed the law so many years and years and years and years going over and over and over again. And even right now, living in the state and condition that we're in right now in Egypt and in Babylon, we get to see that the, uh, uh, salvation has come to the Gentiles because of our fall, right? And now they're going to see, and look, listen to this. Now, this is what they're going to get to see. How much more then will, uh, will the riches of the Gentiles be when our fullness come? So uh, John uh, three seventeen. for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but uh, that the world through him might be saved. See, it's another thing with prophecy and salvation. When Jesus came, all of the prophets thought that Jesus, uh, whether you're talking John, um, all of the people of that day believed that G if Jesus was the Messiah, and when John asked him, are you the one that they said is to come? Well, they thought that he was bringing the resurrection judgment. I mean, the uh, revelation judgment, right? So they're thinking that, oh, he's going to destroy the Romans, that he's going to, you know, uh, put Israel back in its rightful place, not knowing that that time is coming now, today, Right. But salvation is different from prophecy. So we will have the king. That's OK. Y'all understand. We will have our proper land back. We will be placed back in the in our proper uh, position in this world. But then also we will die just like every what Psalm says that you are God, but you will die like men. So what about once we get to heaven? That's a different situation than some of the prophecies. So there's prophecy, then there's salvation. Let me go on real quick. Um, this proves it right here. This should be this should be the end of it right here. But when you give people scripture, for some reason, they still want to go with their doctrine. But Ezekiel 18, 23 says this. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord? 
and not that he should return from his waves and live. God is saying that I have no pleasure whatsoever. Listen, uh, this is a more better translation. Do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked, declares the Lord? Would I not prefer he turned from his wicked ways, from his ways and live? So God is saying that he has no pleasure in the wicked dying. He's saying he has no pleasure. He would he would rather, he said he would rather the whole world be saved, right? If you go on to read the, uh, that in Ezekiel, God said he would rather you all be saved, right? But he said, it, but you know, he know you're not going to turn from uh, uh, from your wicked ways. First uh, Timothy 2, 3. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. This is why it's, it's kind of crazy to me. There's only one God, right? So, what are people talking about when they say that everyone can't go to heaven? There's only one God. There's only one. So what, what God I'm supposed to pray to then? If I can't go then, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Is there other gods? Is there something else going on? He said there's only one God. There's only one mediator between God and men, and that man is Jesus. So there's those are a few, just a few scriptures that shows that everyone can go to heaven. But the problem that I think we have with a lot of these scriptures that shows that everyone can go to heaven is many people will say, well, Leo, who is everyone or who is the world? Be I I I've noticed this a lot where they say, and l listen, to this. here's a scripture, uh, John uh, 3, 14, because when you read John 3, 16, where it says, God uh, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Many of the arguments I've heard is that he was only speaking to the Israelites, and the reason that they know that he was only speaking to the Israelites is because they claim that it was only Israelites in the wilderness. And they claim that, listen, listen to this, John 3, 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. So who was in the wilderness? Right? <laughs> I've seen it so many times on YouTube. I'm like, what are they talking about? So who was in the wilderness? It was, it was only us in the wilderness. Well, wait a minute. That don't make no sense that we was the only ones in the wilderness, right? Listen to this, Joshua 8, 35. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua failed to read before the whole assembly of Israel, including the women, the little ones, and the foreigners who lived among them. Hmm. There's another scripture that shows that, um, you know, 600,000 Men came out of the wilderness along with a mixed multitude. I don't got time to get into that, but I just want you to see that there's many scriptures that shows that there was multiple amount of nations and people amongst the Israelites in the wilderness. Now, we were the dominant. We were the most. We were the majority, just like here in America, how there's um, almost 200 million white Americans. I think 100, 190 million, but there's 40 million blacks. There's, you know, uh, 40 million Hispanic you know, maybe 10 to 20 million Chinese and Asian, maybe 10 to 20 million other. That's how it was. We were a mixed multitude that left out of Egypt. Now, we were the majority. We were the only ones that were slaves, right? Just like here. Come on, somebody. We the only ones that were slaves. But however, there was a mixed multitude that came out of Egypt. So that doesn't make any sense to say that when Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that they was he was only talking to the Israelites because there were other people there too. Now, you mean to tell me when the other nations looked on the serpent, they wouldn't have been saved, right? That's crazy. That's ludicrous. Of course, they would have been saved. You know how I know this? Let me, let, me, let me show you why. Numbers 9, 14. If a foreigner dwell among you, wants to observe the Passover to the Lord, he is to do... So according to the Passover statute, 
and its ordinance. You are to apply, listen to this, the same statute to both the foreigner and the native born. Uh, Leviticus 22, uh, 24 and 22. You are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native born. I am the Lord your God. Exodus 12, 49. The same law shall apply to both the native and the foreigner who reside among you. Wait a minute. So who is everyone? Because it appears to me that God is saying that if a foreigner is with you, he is supposed to be treated like the native born. Right? I, I just read that to you. And it also says to me that when God, God said to uh, uh, Moses, it said that there was not a word of all that Moses commanded that Joshua failed, listen to this, to read before the whole assembly of Israel. So Israel is an assembly. And look who God included in the assembly of Israel. He said that the assembly of Israel includes the women, the little ones, and the foreigners who lived among them. So God includes the foreigners as the assembly of Israel, just like you're included as America, American in this country. Right. It's that say, oh, just just the majority people are Americans. Just, you know, you understand everyone that's reside among them is also American. I'm preaching to somebody right now, but y'all don't hear me. So. Who is everyone? This That's so good. Another thing that I hear, another small controversy that I hear is it's a, actually a big controversy. And I'm going to try to hit this quick and jump right off of it because I don't want to stay too long on it, but I could go all day on it is that people will say, well, Leo, white people are the, the Edomites. All white people are the Edomites. And you know what? I might have to go into this just a little bit. I don't even want, I don't feel like I don't have the time. So let me, so I have my Zondervan Bible. It's downstairs. Okay, I can go get it. I have it. Okay. But the definition of Gentiles in the Bible, it says it's it's usually means a non-Israelite people, right? And they all are, you say, usually, but sometimes it can be. Because a, a Gentile is supposed to be everyone outside of Israel, right? But somebody, usually it's a non-Israelite people. You see, usually. So that means it is us. Well, wait a minute. So when in the Bible is it talking about the Gentiles and when is it talking about us, right? It, it's ludicrous. I don't even understand the language. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it at all. But let me go to Genesis 10 and 5 real quick. And, I'm, and then we're going to get out of here off this subject. Uh, the sons of Japheth. Gomer and Maga and Maga and Maddie and Javon and Tubal and Meshech and Tyrus and the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz and Rephath and um, Togomar and the sons of Javan, Elisha and Tarshish and Kittim um, and Kittim and Dodan. Uh, just get, bear with me real quick. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue and after their families and their nation. So wait a minute. The Bible just says that those people in Japhath's line were the Gentiles. So where do we get this notion that all white people are Edomites, right? Oh, I could go into that so deep. I don't have time. I really don't. I could go into that so 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 deep, but I don't. I don't want to go in too far into that because I can prove that you could be spiritual Edom just like you could be spiritual um, Israel, or uh, because God said that they were a part of us. They wasn't our bloodline, but God said they were a part of us. He said the whole assembly of Israel. He said that the foreigners was a part of us. And he said that anyone in Numbers 9 and 4, 14, I just read to you, if the foreigner dwelling among you wants to observe the Passover of the Lord. So if the foreigners dwelling among us wants to observe God's laws and commandments, that's what God is saying. Then he said you are to apply the same statute to both the foreigner and the native born. He said you are to, uh, in Leviticus 24, 22, you are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native born. I'm the Lord your God. You shall apply the same uh, 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 both 
to the native and the foreigner who reside amongst you. And then there's another <laughs> one that says that y'all the same, right? So, 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 so what is going on here, right? But I want to get into something real quick. Deuteronomy 20, uh, 23 and 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. Wait a minute. I ain't never heard. You're going to never hear one of them read this. For he is thy brother. Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian, because thou was a stranger in his land. Right? That's Deuteronomy 23 and 7. And then listen to this. Exodus 33 and 19. And we're going to move on. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name. The Lord, in your presence, I will have mercy on whom I want to have mercy on. And I will have compassion on whom I want to have compassion on. When I see these people preaching on the street corners and preaching on their YouTubes and going crazy and saying, that you are going to hell and eat them and you ain't going, you know, and they just talking about the white man and how they did them wrong. And so they know for a fact that this person for sure is going to hell. It is so arrogant to me because I feel like the, the Bible, God said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy on and I will have compassion on who I will have compassion on. So you taking God's mercy and compassion and out of it and saying that, you know, for a fact, and you're going to judge who you want to judge, not who God want to judge. But I'm going to show you real quick who's going to heaven, who's going to. We will get in that. that I want to get in one last script. I, I, I got to go to I got to go to a few things here because I, I jumped over a few things. I'm going to say because I said spiritual, you can be spiritual Israel just like you can be spiritual Edom. And I didn't want to, I, I really didn't want to get into this real quick, but um, I think I have to. John 1 and 1. Um, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning through him. All things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. So we know that this is talking about Christ. This is talking about Jesus, Yahshua, right? We understand that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, I'm just going to start calling him wonderful and counselor because they say, oh, Leo, you can't call him Jesus. You, you got to call him Yahshua. Well, can I call him counselor? Can I call him Lord of Lords? Can I call him wonderful? Can I call him Prince of Peace? I'm just going to start saying that this is talking about the Prince of Peace, right? That's what I'm going to start. I'm just going to put change his name to just the King of Kings. That's what I'm just, I'm, I ain't going to say Jesus no more. I'm going to say it, it, the King of Kings, right? But listen to this real quick, because when I read this, it it really, it just blew my mind. It, it was something I already knew, but um, it's very, very discerning when you read it. So, it's uh, John uh, 1 and 11. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. There, there it is again, us, the Israelites, not receiving God's word. There it is again. Right. So we it, originally we was given God's word and then we broke, which is his laws. And then we broke his laws and commandments. Right. And then, you know, and we went into all kind of different captivities, uh, uh, Babylon and in Persia. Mean. And then, you know, now the Romans in control of us. And now Christ comes, the word becomes flesh and we reject the word when he becomes flesh. That's only us. we the most stubborn people. That's why the Bible says you'd be a stiff necked people. Right. But listen to this. He came to his to, to, to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name. Right. God should love the world. Whoever uh, that whoever believed with him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So to those who believe in the name. So wait a minute. So it just said that he came to his own. Uh, he came to us and they didn't they didn't receive him. So we know he was talking about the Israelites there. So then he said now he jumped from the Israelites and said, OK, so they didn't want to hear him hear what I had to say. So yet to all who receive him. So who is he talking about there? <laughs> right. He said all. There's a certain people of all. Yet to all who receive him, 
to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This is so good part right here. Children born not of the natural descent, nor of human uh, decision or of the will, husband's will, but of born of God. Um, in the um, old, I mean, in the, um, um, I, I'll read it for you in the King James, because if you don't read in the King James, and people say, oh, it ain't in the King James. Because in the King James, it says that we're born not of the blood. He came unto his own, and, and uh, his own did not receive him. But as to as many as receive him, to, to them he gave, listen, his power to become sons of God. And even to them that believe in his name, which were born, listen to this, not of the blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So wait a minute. Anybody that believed in his name, this is what it said in Roman, uh, uh, I'm sorry, John 1 and 11. This is so good. This is this should shut up everybody. This should be the, the end of this, this, this conversation. But as many as received him, so if you receive Christ, to them he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Well, you can't give, look, Christ didn't need to give you and me powers to become sons of God because we were born into being sons of God by our flesh. That's why he went to the next verse and said, which were not born, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men. Because anybody that's an Israelite that came through the Israelite bloodline was born of the blood of God, you know, blood. So we was literally sons and daughters of God. It's like Psalms 82 said, and 6 said, ye are gods. So we are God's children. But he said that he made those who were not <laughs> born of the blood sons of God. So that should be to me, should be the end of the matter, but for some reason, it is not. Um, Luke 14, Luke 14, let me end this with this, uh, Luke 14 and 16, and we're just still on that second point of who is everyone? Can everyone go to heaven? We gave scriptures on proving that there are scriptures that says everyone can go to heaven. Now we're trying to figure out who is everyone? Because there's a controversy of who is everyone. Is it the whole world? Uh, is it the Israelite world? Is it the dog world? And I believe that I've just, through many scriptures, have proved that one, God created the whole world, right? <laughs> that, that God was speaking to the whole world when he said that everyone, in, in, who, whosoever is everyone. And I think I've proven that through many scriptures, but I'll prove it through this last parable that was literally, you know, said by Christ, Yahshua, the Prince of Peace, Counselor, Almighty God. He'd be called by all them names. That's what Isaiah said. So whatever you want to call him, that's what he said. He'd be called by all them names. So now we finna let Almighty God, Christ, Yahshua, say who can go to heaven. Then said, you know, I, I have to read it. And I, I like to read it in the NIV. I know y'all like the King James, but I like to read it in the NIV just because we live in a time where, you know, people, it can better, it gives more better American English, Right. But I have I, I normally go back and forth between the two to make sure it's saying the same thing. So you do have to go back to to make sure, sure they both saying the same thing. But listen, as Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests at the time of the banquet. He sent his servant to tell those who had been invited. Wait a minute. So you already got an invitation, right? You've been invited. Come for everything is now ready. But. They all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I am on my way uh, to try them out. Please excuse me. Uh, still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Wait, let me stop it right there. 
Is this not us? Is this not black people? When I first started preaching this this year, started preaching about Christ this year, I'll never forget it. The guy called me, one of my friends that was in politics with me, right? He called me. Yeah, I say he was a friend, but this guy that I, you know, I, I knew in passing, he called me. He said, hey, man, when you think God coming to destroy the world? Because I'm in the middle of selling my house. And the funny thing about it, which is weird, he said he was going to make 66000 from that out. He should have knew that was a curse right then, right? <laughs> but he called me to ask me, did I think God, he thought I, he thought, he thought God was coming in May. You know what I mean? He wanted to make sure he was going to get that 66000 instead of coming to the party. Instead of coming to Christ. Instead of coming to Jesus, he wanted to get the money first. He said, so look, I got to sell this house first. Then after I sell this house I'll go ahead and come to Christ. I'm going to vote for Trump first. I'm going to keep sinning first and being an idol worship first. Then I come to Christ. I'm going to vote for Biden first. I'm going to dedicate my life and my, my soul and my uh, all my everything to uh, Biden and to the Democrat Party first. Then I'm going to switch that up. And I promise you, Lord, then I'm going to come to you after. So they made all these excuses of why they couldn't come to Christ first. Right. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. See, now at first I looked crazy before the elections. Right. All oh, Leo ain't voting for Biden or Biden. Now I now now I look like the prophet because I told you I've been telling you all year. He came to me, knocked me off my high horse, just like Paul and showed me what was to come. But y'all didn't want to hear me. But I hope you all listening now. But let's continue. So then the servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets, into the alleys, into the towns, and bring in poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, uh, sir the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, there, but there is still room. So this is what he said. He said, listen to this. Go out to the corners, into the, to the alleys, into the street corners, to the lame and the blame. To, and look, look, there's, there, there's still, and there's still room. So he said, go get the people. Because, you know, the high and mighty people are the ones that's invited. The ones that, you know, they reading the scripture word. I know I'm going. They already got their invitation. And then they the ones that didn't even come, right? So he said, go get the poor. I know the poor will come. Go get the crippled. Go get the, uh, the, the blind and the lame. Because the poor are humble. Go get them because I know they'll come, right? The blind and the lame, they humble because somebody got to help them. The crippled, go get them. They're going to come, right? So then he said, sir, I've done what you've done, but there's still room. So he said, you know what? Then he told the master, told him, go out to the roads and to the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those that were by will get a guest. So basically he said, go out and get everyone. Go get everyone, anyone and everyone and tell them to come on into my house so that my house will be full. That is so good. Can anyone go to heaven? Can everyone go to heaven? Now, I just proved that who everyone is, is everyone. I hope we did that with scripture and y'all understand that God, there's only one God, as I read in the scripture, only one God. Right. And there's only one mediator between us and God, and that's Christ. So there ain't no God. There ain't no Allah. Right. Well, that means God. So I miss the same thing. But I'm saying whatever God you're praying to that if it ain't the same God, this God, then it ain't God. Right. Ain't no Buddha. If it ain't this God, it ain't God. Right. So there's only one God. So no matter what they make up, what they say, what they you, you, Oh, I can't go to heaven. This person can go to. You can't say you can go to heaven. Right. I have mercy on who I'm going to have mercy on. I'm going to have compassion on who I'm going to have compassion on. I can't wait till some of these people get there to the line and say, well, God, I, I, this is what's going to happen. It's, <laughs> are you insane? <laughs> like, that's how I know they don't really believe this because they're trying to tell God what's going to happen, right? And God will be looking like, okay, you ready? Okay, and then they go to pit right there, right? So, one, they're going to be so afraid. We all going to be so afraid. You ain't even going to be able to, have to be able to speak this, to speak like that. So, Anyways, what do you need in order to go to heaven? I said I was going to make this 10 minutes. I done went on forever. What do you need in order to go to heaven? 
and through your offspring, all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Abraham was blessed. Our nation was blessed all because Abraham obeyed God's voice, God's word. He obeyed God's word. Do you see that this goes all the way back to the beginning? Just obeying his word blessed the entire world because of this. Y'all don't hear it, right? So li listen to this, uh, Revelations 19 and 12. This is, this is one of my favorite. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he had a name written. This is talking about Yahshua, right? This is talking about Christ, right? Listen to this. This is the, this, this is the best part right here. And he was clothed with a vesture dripped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. So Jesus Christ is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus Christ is the word of God. So can I call him the word of God for now long? I ain't even going to call him Jesus. I'm just going to call him the word of God. Right. Come on, somebody. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When you believe in someone or something, you do what they did. You follow them. Go look and see what people are following. A lot of times when they believe in somebody, they follow them. And they, oh, they, they believe in Jay Morrison. They follow them for the real, real estate. They believe in certain political activists, Candace Owens. So they follow her for her activism because that's how they want to talk. All they're doing is they, that's how they want to be. They want to say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> black people are not oppressed. There's no way. I, I, I'm not oppressed. So black people are not oppressed. Well, wait a minute. Well, it's 40 million of us. And on average, we the poorest people in the country. And this and that. And you can look at this law and that law and this law and that law that is keeping us down so how the heck they ain't oppressed right you know it's, it's, it's like it's indoctrination that you're just going with indoctrination you're not looking at the facts it's just whatever your indoctrination is so you believe right when you believe in somebody you do what they did you do what they say y'all don't hear me do you believe in trump you did what he said you you believe in biden you did what he said oh i believe in a woman's right to choose right you believe you do what they, you know you believe in them right so listen to this so i know it's true john 14 20 uh 21 Whosoever have my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. So whoever has my commands and keeps them, that's the one who believe in me. You don't love me, you don't believe in me. <laughs> I mean, you don't, come on, somebody. If you believe in me, you love me. You're right. If you, if you love me, you believe in me. So God said, whoever keeps my commands, uh, whoever, whoever has my commands and keeps them, that's the one who loves me. Right. So Trump, if you're a follower of Trump, right, Trump ain't gonna sit up here and say you. You ain't Trump ain't gonna consider you as one of his true followers. Is you sitting up there saying that, that Biden won for show and that it was no cheating? Well, you don't believe in me and you don't love me. And just like Biden ain't going to say you wanted his true followers. If you saying, oh, Trump won and there was definitely it was all uh, 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 you cheated him, et cetera, et cetera. Biden ain't going to sit there you and know his his, his follower. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Unless you believe in the same things he believe in. If you believe me in what I believe in, then you love me. Then you believe in me. Right. And so and, and the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I, too, will love them and show myself to them. That's John 14, 21. So you must keep the commandments in order to go to heaven. How else would you even know what is right from wrong? First uh, John 3, 14, whoever whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, also the law for sin is the transgression of the law. That is one of the most important scriptures to me about this whole subject. And we should just be able to end it on this. Can everyone go to heaven? Because if sin is the transgression of the law, then that means that I am going to be in hell or in separated from God. And, and, you know, Enoch, you know, paints a very, you know, very, very dark gloom picture of what this separation from God will, will really look like. And it's it's very, really bad. It's worse than anything we've ever heard in the fire and brimstone that we've ever even heard about. It's it's worse than that. But I say this to say that you tell me that I'm wicked. 
You, you, you see them yelling on the corner that Esau is wicked, that the white man is wicked. You tell me that the things that I've done to you are wrong, which they were. So you tell me that I sin and sin is the transgression of the law. But then you tell me that I have no way back to, to, to Christ. I have no redemption. There's some of us that want to be redeemed. There's some people that want to be redeemed. I remember the guy wrote me when I first started preaching this. And I got to say, I'm sorry because I didn't have the understanding then. But he wrote me and said, what do I do? I'm a white man. Everything you're saying, Leo, is true. You guys are the children of Israel. I see it clearly this day. You, you've read the scriptures. You've proven it. What does what do I do as a white man? What do I do to be able to gain eternal life? And I don't know what to say to him then. But today I do. You keep the commandments because whosoever committed sin transgresses off of the law. So if you transgress the law, then you sin. Numbers 15, 31, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment. That soul shall utterly be cut off. His iniquity shall be upon him. So your soul will be cut off. If you disobey God's commandments, uh, this is one of my favorite ones right here that I've never heard anybody read. And I just read and I just and I, well, I should say what it just hit me like this when I read it today. Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is sin is law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, but for the law is what he said. He said he said, God forbid. I wouldn't even know what sin was if it wasn't for the law. Listen to this. For I had not known lust, except the law has said, thou shalt not covet. That is so good. Because in many of the Christian circles, and, I, and once I found out who we were and I came to this truth, it made so much sense to me. Because I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. How do you even know what's right and wrong, what is considered sin or what's wrong for God? What does God consider as wrong? So when I get there and stand in front of him, how am I, how am I, am I going to be judged for something I didn't even know? You got to tell me what's right and what's wrong. Well, he tells you what's right and what's wrong in his laws. Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Um, I might have missed one. Leviticus, number, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Right? So he, he tells you in those books the laws of God, starting at Exodus 20, what all his laws and commandments are, his statutes are. Not being angry with your brother, not abhorring the Edomite, because you too were a foreigner <laughs> in Egypt. Y'all don't want to hear what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Y'all, you just want to, you just want to take take some of the law. You don't want to read the whole law. That's in the law, right? Oh, they don't want to read this whole law. They just want to read some of the law, right? They just want to read the part, cherry pick the parts they want to read. Esau, who I love, but Jacob, who I hated, but not. I can have mercy on whoever I can have mercy on and I can have compassion on whoever I can have compassion on because I am God. I am Lord. Right. Not me, but God. Right. He can have compassion on whoever he wants to have compassion on. So. Yeah, the point is that you wouldn't have known. We don't know what sin is. How do we know that homosexuality is a sin? How are you going to tell me that being with a man, me being with a man is a sin or that I'm going to hell because of that, but not show me where I did, where my, where that sin is in the Bible and then not show me where your sin is. Where you're saying it is a Bible, when you're getting angry, when you're lusting, when you're coveting, when you're doing so many other things that are wrong to your brothers and sisters. There's, so, there's scriptures on us not being angry with each other, not being, uh, uh, not, uh, I mean, uh, so a good thing they say, oh, we should snitch. No, there's a scripture that says if you have evidence that you present it. So they tell us in the hood, don't snitch. But then there's a scripture in Leviticus that said if you, you, got, you, you, you got evidence, you would, don't, if you withhold evidence, God said that you wrong too. Oh, I can go on and on. And on. I ain't got time for that. Revelations 22, 13. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter 
in through the gates into the city. That's the last thing on the matter. And that's what God had to say lastly on the matter. People will often um, tell you about different things in the middle of the movie, but they never really quote the beginning. What I mean, they never go to the intent, the original intent, which is the beginning and then the end. The original intent was in Genesis 22 when God says, and through your offspring, all nations on the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my word. So God's original intent was for us to obey his word. Remember when he told Adam and Eve not to eat out of the garden, uh, out of, uh, which trees they can eat from, which ones they couldn't obey his word. And because they didn't, they, right? They failed. Same thing with, with, with Abraham, except Abraham obeyed. Moses obeyed. God has always wanted people to obey. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, us his creatures, the things he created, humankind, to obey him. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. Black people, white people, brown people. Then he chose a specific people, us, to be the light to the bearers to the world. But not because we was righteous. Y'all don't hear me. Not because we was going to be a righteous people. Not because we even deserved it. Ain't nothing about you that you deserve to be God's chosen people. God allowed us to be his chosen people all because he is just God and God alone. And he just chose it because he gets to choose and do whatever he wants to do, not what we want to do. And he was chosen in order for us to bring salvation to the whole world. God gave us his laws. Then Jesus specifically told us to go spread these laws to the whole world, to all nations. Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen, as he says. Salvation came first to the Jew, then to the Gentile, so that all peoples on the earth can be saved. It is God's desire that everything and that everyone that he has created join with him and with his son in heaven, that everyone be saved. God, that is so good. Mm -mm -mm. And anyone can go to heaven. God wants us in the kingdom with him, in eternal life with him. Nobody watching this, none of us will probably even see another 50 years. Definitely none of us is going to see 200. So the one thing's for sure, for certain is death. But our God, our Lord has overcame death so that you and I can enter into heaven. Lastly, you know what's something I didn't uh, speak on in this sermon and I should have? is that Christ is our sacrificial lamb. I, I hope I prove that the laws, the, the whole world has to follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes. I showed y'all that in many scriptures where it says the same law should apply to you and the foreigner. So the same law applies to you and the foreigner. Well, wait a minute. The transgression of the law, right? If you sin, the, for the wages of sin is what? Is death. So if I sin, I'm supposed to die. So if I'm a homosexual... Or if I've engaged in homosexual activity, I'm supposed to die. If I'm lusting and coveting and every day I'm, you know, come on now, a fornicating, a drunk, a, 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 I'm getting high. All these things, you're supposed to die. That means when you when you die, I'm talking about when you die, you're going to die at a real death. Because the spirit, 
The spirit inside you is eternal, but you're going to die. That spirit going to die. It's because when you die, this body's going to die. So when you die now, you go stand to be judged, right? And, and you be judged according to your works, right? That, that's in Revelation as well. I can go back up into that. Revelation 22 as well. Be judged according to your works. The work is God's laws. So wait a minute. When God gave us the laws in the wilderness, he gave us a scapegoat, right? He knew you weren't going to be perfect. So he said, listen, if you cheat on your wife or she cheat on you, I, 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 I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. So if you sincerely repent, you come bring and sacrifice an animal. So you would come. So in the Old Testament, you would sacrifice an animal in place for where you should have died. So the animal would take the place of you and we would kill the animal. And that should have been you that died. But instead, God would take the animal as payment for your sin. But wait a minute, we ain't got no animals today. Jesus is the Lamb of God, the Lamb of the world, the light of the world. Ah, he was the only one that can open the seal. So now today, spiritually, just like many of y'all are spiritual Israel, just like even us that are bloodline Israel, we all need the Lamb. That's why he said that nobody can go to the Father unless first going to the Son, because you don't got a sacrifice. Because y'all all sin. Okay, that's, that's, that's the other thing that kills me about people that preach and that speak this word, and I always try to keep myself in humility. They preach it. They preach this like they ain't, they, they ain't gonna have no problem with like they ain't got no problem with sin whatsoever. They ain't never had a problem with sin. They gonna walk right up there to the God and say, "Look, I'm good. I ain't did nothing. Fringes on everything. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even ever ate pork a day in my life. When I came in the truth, listen to this. They try to say, "When I came in the truth, when you came in the truth, you've been sinning." I didn't cause something. Come on now, don't make me don't make me really go in. Okay. Come on, so I live in Vegas, so I know what I see people doing, right? I, you can't, you might be able to fool some, many, many other people, but I live in Sin City, so I can look at somebody and, oh, yeah, he, he's sinning, okay? So we all need Christ. So Christ, I hope I got that, and I, I don't mean to go on this tangent, but Christ is our sacrifice. Christ is our lamb. So now when we go stand before God, as sinners, now listen, listen that's, that's the scripture that Paul says. So now that we're born again, shall we continue sinning? Now we got Christ as our sacrificial lamb. Shall we continue sinning? God, and, then, and then Paul says, God forbid. So because you got Christ as your sacrificial lamb, that doesn't mean you say, well, since Christ died for me, then I continue to be a homosexual. Well, wait a minute. No, because he's whosoever believeth in me. So whosoever, if you believe in me, then you're going to follow me. So that means now you have to stop doing whatever you're doing, whatever your sin is. Uh, uh, I'm a drunk. I'm an adulterer. Right. Uh, whatever you're cheating on my wife, whatever your sin is, you have to stop doing that because that's to, to sincerely repent is to actually try to stop doing it is to not to keep doing it. Right. So I hope you all got that part. I know this was long, but I wanted this to be as uh, my first one. I, you know, I've do it, done like this. And I guess I just wanted to kind of shoot from the hip a little bit. I had some notes and I went back and forth with, but I wanted to shoot from a hip just a little on what God had on my heart, can everyone go to heaven? And without question, I can tell you that it is God's desire for everyone to go to heaven. That's the reason why he's allowed time to even live out like this. You don't hear me. You don't hear me preaching. That's why he's allowed time to even continue like that. Why not just end it back then when Adam and Eve first sinned? Why not end it, you know, in the flood? Why not just being done with it then? Y'all don't hear it. God has allowed time to extend out like this all for you. All for you. Because a time is coming where 
one, there's going to be um, almost no children born. It's going to be a deficit for babies being born, which we already have, right? But most importantly, that the babies that are born will be born into sin. Or that it, y'all don't hear me. Or they're going to have, we're going to all have these chips. Well, we ain't going to have them. But many people don't have these chips and their DNA is going to be changed. So that everything that's born is going to be sinful, male and female. We're DNA, not from what God created us to be from the very beginning. So there's a time coming where it's going to be impossible. So that's when the world's going to end. Because so God did all this right now to allow you to be born, to allow your soul to come to life. He allowed this world to go on for generations and generations and generations and generations, all for you to be here. That's so good. All for you to be here because it's going to end eventually. He could have ended it way back then, but he did it to give you a chance to be here for you to have eternal life and to be in heaven with him and his son, Jesus, Joshua. So that's the end of the matter. Everyone can go to heaven. Without question, I hope that uh, you got the understanding from this. And um, I just pray that uh, we're all able to um, repent and to not use our own arrogant biases. And I pray most importantly for us that who know who we are, that we take the gospel to the whole world, to all nations as God told us to, so that everyone has a chance to enter into the kingdom of heaven. All right, guys, talk to y'all soon. All right, shalom. Hey, if you're viewing this video on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and share. If you're viewing it on Facebook, please like, follow, and share. May God bless you. May Yah bless you so that you may be a blessing to others. Shalom.